The following recording is a production of Kicking Out at Two in conjunction with the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network and is intended for private use only. For more information, head on over to facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two or our Twitter handle at kicking out two, along with searching Retromania with a W on any and all podcast platforms available to listen to archive shows such as this and all the great content of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Ever reading content at your fingertips anytime at your listening pleasure. And with that being said, we thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. It's another celebratory occasion this week here on Kicking Out of Two as we celebrate the birth of D-Generation X 25 years later as we watch the October 13, 1997 episode of WWF Monday Night Raw on what is still the worst app in all of streaming services, Peacock Television. And joining me, as always, my co-pilot, my co-host, um, my, my good buddy that I love to chat it up with, with, with wrestling, Dennis J. Levy. What's going on, man? Jalen, always a pleasure. That, that, um, that, um, I'll be the first one to admit, not the biggest fan of Degeneration X. Well, that's why... I, I understand the importance of the group. Though. That's why I wanted you to watch this with me, because I know you're not a big fan. And I'm not, and, and I'm not one to, to try and convince you. You know, I will state my point. Sometimes you fold like a house of cards and you'll be like, oh, all right, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. Yeah, you know. A lot but, of my opinions are, is, is, to, to my defense, is literally on the fence. So, yeah. and, and I, and here's a, and here's a gentleman whose opinion I respect. Thank you very much. I know much. you do. You'll Thank say you. it. I appreciate and it. And I'll be like, you know what? You have a point. Yeah. Uh, yes, you can, uh, I, I am not prideful in my opinion. I'm not saying that I don't have a strong one. However, yeah. if I think your, your opinion is better, I'll go with that. But, okay. But, All but, right. Fair enough. But however, if I think something sucks, yep. still luck trying to change my mind. It's not okay. going to happen. So I thought it would be interesting because of the importance of the group in yep. the history of wrestling that we go back and watch this. Um, WWE, at the time of this recording, WWE is planning to, um, to, to put together a special presentation for DX on... Uh, an episode of Monday Night Raw. By the time this show drops, that show will probably have already taken place. But uh, we'll see what... They'll probably come out. They'll yell at everybody. Tell suck it. Yeah. And they'll do the crotch chop. They'll throw out the glow sticks. I got two words for it. Oh, let's get ready to suck it. Like the whole night, they're going to do the All whole right. thing. Prediction. Who's going to be there? Who's going to be the DX? So advertise yep. for, this, for this DX reunion. Yep. Unless something has changed by the time this recording drops. Because we are recording this on... Um, September the 28th, uh, 2022, um, by the time this recording drops, we will see um, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Road Dogg, and X-Pac all advertised. Billy Gunn can't oh, yeah, appear because yeah. he's AEW. Both China and Rick Root have passed away. Yeah. Even though they've never really recognized Rick Root as a member of DX, um, even though he was in the early parts, as we'll see here on this episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh, but yeah, that's what's advertised. They'll probably come out. They'll probably have some young heel like Austin Theory will come out. And he'll talk shit. And then they'll yep. all do their finisher on him. And then they'll all fucking point to their crotch at 55 years old and tell them guys to suck it. And Shawn Michaels with his lazy eye. Got one eye going that way, the other eye going that <laughs> way. Hey, I'm part of the Google Nation too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but Shawn's like... <laughs> yeah. Sean, yeah, like, he's captain. Yeah, Google, he, I get yeah, it. he sets the bar pretty high. You know what I mean? Like he can hunt. You know, he's a big hunter, so he can hunt an alligator in one eye and a deer in the That's other. Pretty good, you know. Um, but yeah, so that'd be pretty cool. Go back watch this episode of Raw. Um, 
October 13th, 1997, on your Peacock, you'll search Monday Night Raw, Season 5, Episode 9, October 13th, 1997, and when I say play, you will press play, and from time to time, I'll play the audio, and yeah, we'll do the thing. So, without further ado, in 3, 2, 1, play. Look at that, on time, Dennis. Right. Did you believe that? Peacock actually did something for once, on time. Yeah. They, 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 the queue and everything was all there, ready to go. So, and you gotta figure we're not the only ones probably complaining about this. You need to get their shit together. Come on. So this episode too also is centered around the Legion of Doom and their quest for the tag team titles. They will be in the main event against the Godwins, the Hog Farmers, for the World Wrestling Federation the tag main team event championship. Was in, uh, Shamrock. Um, um, oh, wait, no, this is. Why did I think we're? My God. I did a little wake and baking this morning. Oh, you're thinking, I did, I did, you're I thinking we're I think we're watching Ken. For a half a second, I really thought we were watching Ken Shamrock. The, 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 the DX paper. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, man. we're not watching oh, Sorry. Sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. I got derailed. We can if you want. No, 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 no. I, mean, I do. I, I do. I love that match, by the way. You do? I okay. do. I love. I like. Okay. You like it. Yeah. yeah. Love is a strong word. You only you only love certain things. That, you exactly. Know, you only, you know, I, I don't like to throw the word love around. I, I, I throw it around too much. Yeah. yeah. I, I When it comes to close friends, family, obviously my wife, my son, you know, people like you, Dennis, you know, that, that's where I'll throw that word around. <laughs> but um, we see this video package here of the Legion of Doom and their, their quest for tag team glory again. Uh, we've talked about it. This probably wasn't their best run. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, not, you know, I mean, I was, I was a big LOD mark, so anytime I got to see them on TV, it was cool, but I, I would admit to you that, yeah, they they weren't as untouchable as they were in previous incarnations, their earlier WWF run, <laughs> stuff in the NWA, Jim Crockett, yeah. like, those guys were, those guys were untouchable. I can remember, I never got the privilege when I was a kid to watch the Legion of Doom, uh, that that because uh, even like in their federations where 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 it's like you know you're watching Saturday morning they were like they're too extreme for the kids and stuff yeah. like that so they were never I, I never got to watch them on TV so but anyway those wrestling books you see them and you're like wow these yeah. guys are like amazing they're, they're like, cool yeah they're so, yeah. so so when when I got to see them in WWF though I was so disappointed even in the early early years. You can tell they were... The stuff they did against Demolition. They were and, w- way watered down. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, they, they weren't, you know, as, as dark as they were. Um, but they they still they still had a following. They, they still had a following. Yeah. Um, Monday Night Raw from Topeka, Kansas, October the 13th, 1997 here. As we're on the road to the screw job. We're getting there. We're getting close. Yeah, we are getting there. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this. I know you and I have talked in private about, uh, you know, our content and our shows and, you know, what what we want to accomplish. I tentatively want to cover Survivor Series 97. Now, I'm going to leave this one up to you. Okay. Would you like to watch the entire Survivor Series event together in a podcast? Or would you like to at home watch it and review it, and we come back and we recap it? I watch the whole thing. Sure. You want to watch yeah. it? Sure. I, I do think, even though you said pay per views can be a little. I, 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 well, this is a little different. Okay. We're literally 
that 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 uh, that, that uh, I'm calling this our arc, and we're literally calling it the countdown to the screw job. We have to watch the the, the pay per view. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, then that's on the docket. You and me. We're gonna watch Survivor Series 1997. Definitely. However. We're currently watching the October 13th, 1997 episode of Monday Night Raw. As we see the Hart Foundation in the ring. Um, like I said, we're on the road to the screw job. Brett and Sean, let's play this promo here of the Hart Foundation with Vince in the ring. Raised with the same Shawn Michaels. And of course, let's face it, you can't be happy with last week's loss to Hunter Hearst Belmfleet. Would you care to comment on what has happened as of late? Wait a second. I did that last week. I did that 
themselves i just hate when they open their mouths and i mean like i don't mean like when they talk it's fine i mean what i mean by that when they like do like that shock thing their mouth is like uh, open oh uh, yeah, yeah. Then, I, I don't know they look like fucking idiots and i get that was their gimmick they want to look like fucking idiots but what's this here the nation of domination making their way down to the ring i thought look i knew Na- nation was over like rover but like they could they there was so much more meat to the bone in my opinion I, so, during this time period, you could feel a change was coming. Especially with, like, Brett and Sean. Because they were both heels, okay? Although Brett was kind of fading away from the, the, um, the, oh, here they are. Um, kind of fading away from the, um. The, what you call it? The, the Canada USA angle, okay? Because when Brett challenged Sean and Hunter in that in that clip there, like there was a big pop for 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 that. So I don't remember that match at all. Do you remember that match? What's that? Uh, Triple H. Uh, that was a week prior. I don't remember that match at all. It was the night after bat. I do remember that match. Okay. And, and it was actually a pretty decent match. Hunter got. It. They made it out to be a big deal. Hunter getting the win over Brett. Yeah, but anyways, they did. Um, in this situation. I do remember, like I said, there was some change, and then it appeared like I didn't know that Brett was going to be leaving. Okay, I wasn't aware at this time that Brett was going to be leaving. I don't even think Brett knew. Um, oh, let's let, let's hear the commentary for this. Let's go on this match. Owen Hart putting up once again another another good fight for Owen Hart. Yeah, flat on his back yeah. like he always is. Here in the Typical Heart Foundation action. I tell you what, the Heart Foundation is flat on their back. Look at the lights. 90% of the time, I'll tell you what, sometimes some of the men in the family are doing it too. You know what probably happened? Brett probably stopped talking to him a man. Put him to sleep. Exactly, <laughs> Brett the Hitman Hart. Mr. Charisma, Mr. Charisma. The king of charisma. The droopy dog of the World Wrestling Federation, if you will. The hush puppy wearing. Oh, yeah. Blue jean wearing, oh yeah, shoulder slouching, nothing happening, boring SOB, but he is a five-time WWF champion. Um, so back to my point, I wasn't aware that Brett was going to be leaving at this time. I don't think it was even made public yet through like the dirt sheets. However, um, I do remember thinking that they were going to pivot to the Hart Foundation and the Nation facing each other. And one of the one of those instances, there's an upcoming episode of Monday Night Raw, not this particular one, but there's an episode of Raw where 
it appears that the Nation of Domination's locker room was trashed. And there's like spray paint, like signs that say like Malcolm X. And like um, there's a Canadian flag in there that it appears like the it looked like the hearts had trashed yeah. the, the dressing room. But it turns out like DX had kind of set them up. And it looked like that they were going to go in the direction of the Heart Foundation against the nation with the hearts turning babyface. And I thought that because Brett and Sean were feuding that they were going to turn the hearts into baby faces and that this DX was going to be the top heel group, so to speak. But by the same token, you also had Owen Hart um, still involved in a rivalry with Stone Cold Steve Austin because he had broken Austin's neck. Yeah. So there's, there was a lot of diff, there's a lot of moving parts going on at the time. Um, that I felt could have contributed to a number of different scenarios. Um, but it's interesting here because my, my, the way I viewed wrestling at the time was that like, you know, there was good guys and bad guys and you would see an occasional good guy match between two good guys and, because they respected each other. They yeah. were fighting for a title, but you never saw Heel versus heel. Heel versus heel. Because they're boring. And this was what we were kind of getting yeah. at this time. Because Sean and and, uh, and and Brett were both heels leading their different groups. Now here's another question for you. What did you think of Rick Rude's involvement in this? You group? could tell. Like, like, he's like, just kill me, man. Like, 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 like he, he definitely was the, the third wheel, per se, or like... Like, the fourth wheel. The fourth wheel, yeah. 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 But China fit in. I thought China was good. China was this it China was serious, yes, but like she fit in. I Rick Rude did not fit in the DX. No yeah. way. No way. It's kinda cool that 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 you could say he was on the both shows at the on the same day. Yeah, That's a cool Raw Nitro, yeah. yeah. That happened. That happened and why did he leave him because the of the screw job. job, right? He left because of the screw job, yeah. I didn't know he and you never you I guess him and Brett were friends or something. Huh? You just never. Brett know. has. Oh, here we go. Nation's getting involved. Um, Brett has said publicly that. I remember I watched an interview with Brett on his DVD that they that the WWE put out in 2005, and there's a there's a there's an extra on the DVD where Brett is crying, where they're talking about wrestlers that had passed away. Yeah. And Brett talked about how, like, you know, um, Miss Elizabeth was too nice for the wrestling business. Mm -hmm. And she was such a, a wonderful person to be around. He talked about Ray Trailer, the big boss man, being another guy who um, was always a pleasure to be around. And then, you know, Kurt Henning, he said that he envisioned, you know, his retirement. You know, Kurt Henning and him were so close as friends that he envisioned his retirement. Um you know, being like sitting on a front porch of, of his house, like drinking a beer with Kurt Henning. And then he goes to Rick Rude and he starts bawling and talks about how Rick Rude, um, he does, he can't thank Rick Rude enough for what Rick Rude did for him. And pretty much Rick Rude walked out on the company because of what took place in Montreal with, with, with Vince and Sean and the whole screw job thing. Um, so and he's even said in later interviews and years later, like I I owe so much to Rick Rude for what he did for me, because he didn't have to do that. He risked his career 
You know, his livelihood to yeah. do that. And but I think he was miserable too. But but with that being said, though, well, Rude wanted yeah. to wrestle. Yeah, that was the thing. They brought him in to be like a, a a character, and 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 not wrestle. Rude had the intentions of wanting to wrestle. The problem was Rude had one of those Lloyd's of London insurance policies, and he cashed that out when he when he broke his back in '94. So therefore, he would have had to have bought. He would have had to have paid back his 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 premium to yeah. the insurance company if he ever wrestled. That was him. probably a couple hundred thousand. You got to figure, maybe millions. Maybe millions. Yeah. I don't even know. I mean, at one point, I do remember that when he did go to WCW, Eric Bischoff once said on his eighty-three weeks podcast that Rude approached him about um, possibly um, buying out his his policy so he could return to wrestle because he wanted to wrestle so much. Uh, as we see another vignette for the LOD. Let's play the audio for this. Why would you be stupid enough to risk your careers for the tag titles? Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, the Godwin, the first defending a tag team championship this week. He just won the titles last week. And against LOD this week, why take this kind of a risk? Why take the risk, Vince? Because <laughs> we're going to get rid of the LOD once and for all. You know, I liked him when I was a little kid. <laughs> your time was then. Our time is now. Is there going to be a war? <laughs> yeah. But it's going to be worth every bit of it. Because ROD is going to be out of the WWF. <laughs> I used to love the Godwins. Loved him. Um, I wasn't a fan of babyface Godwins, but heel Godwins I liked. Yeah. I liked the, you know, the, the, the dirty country boys. Like I, I didn't mind them. I, I thought it was a, a, a good presentation. But I, I, I like, hair, you know what, the Godwins... The team. As babyface, maybe I didn't like, but Harry Godwin as a babyface, I liked a lot. His slopping the heels and stuff like that. I yeah, that, that wasn't bad. I liked that. That wasn't I liked bad. that. I mean, but he slapped Sonny, and I thought that was pretty funny. That was pretty good, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. So we see the minis. Um, and why did Vince do that? Anyway, whatever. They do it your own. The wrestling should be a three-ring circus, whatever. But I do not enjoy this. Because here's the thing. That, that that you know, little people they 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 they're exploiting their short their you know their size yeah. yeah. I mean, and they were welcome as a oh son, you're so fucking hot. Yes, she is. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. By far, she the she She's was in my jail biggest. Again, you know that, right? Yeah, she killed somebody. Yeah. Yeah, drunk she, driving, right? Yep. Drunk driving in Florida. What a fucking idiot. This has got to be our final chance, right? How many chances can the human being get? I don't know. To be honest with you, I really don't and know. And then she finally killed somebody? She's had multiple DUIs. I know that. Not saying that, you know, that's a, you know. Yeah. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not one to talk. I had two myself in a later, in an earlier life. I'm very lucky that uh, one of the scariest moments of my life is when I, that, that I can remember my, one of my friend's birthdays. I was like, first round on me. And literally the next thing later, I'm in bed. Like yeah, that, 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 yeah, that was scary. Yeah, that was very scary. But yeah, the minis. Um, that was like this was the point in time where I changed the channel to Nitro. Like this is where I had. Yeah, and no offense too. Like the women's division was was, was getting attention. Like put it like there was no women's woman. division during this time. You're right. You're telling there was no women's. Wasn't there Sable though? And Sable and like I mean, they had the girls out. Like yeah. you know, like is like valets and stuff. But and maybe in a case right, there was no women's wrestling though. You're there was right. no women's wrestling yeah, itself. Yeah. This was, I think, a part of like they were trying to. 
I don't know. I want to say this was a part of the relationship that they had with AAA in Mexico when they when they did bring some of the luchadors yeah. in. Um, but AAA knew how to use like the, the, this type of wrestler. Yeah. Like this know. match, like like these guys here, it's just an attraction, and I don't think it lasted very long. I don't to know. Be, to you can tell people literally look like the look at the stairs. People are literally fucking going to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> or like when they tried to do like. Mini Gold Dust and Mini Mankind. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was awful. Mini Vader. Like they were trying to take some of these, you know. I'll I'll use the term midget wrestler because. I mean, I guess some little people will, yeah. will find it offensive. I used to use that term a lot. That I actually had uh, that that uh, prob that um. Oh jeez. When I worked in uh, landed on his little head. Child's groceries. I did work with a little person in. And, uh, yeah, he was one of my favorite people ever, so. He said that that term does offend him. All right, match over. All Thank right, let's God. Go. He counted them to five, it looked like. He kind of did. <laughs> What's the name of that ref? I always Tim White. Him. Yeah, Tim White. He just passed away Tim recently. White. Did he really? Yeah, a couple, yeah, a couple. National uh, classes, I'm hoping. I think so, yeah. Okay. I, think he was, I think he was sick. A couple, uh, couple of months back. I know it was really insensitive, but I actually really did find this, that when he had that suicidal thing. I really laughed a couple of times. I thought those gags were kind of funny. Some of them were, and some of them I was just like, oh, damn, he nailed right on his bean. Holy cow. Nice. He's doing okay, I guess. Yeah. A little groggy. He's still, yeah, a little, a little groggy. Yeah, a little punch drunk, but... Fort Worth, Texas. Will Rogers Coliseum. Speaking of Texas, I don't know if you saw in the group text, but... Mrs. Rosenbluth is taking me to San Antonio for the Royal Rumble in January for Fuck my 40th I, birthday. I did not see that. Yeah. Awesome. She was asking me about um, what I wanted to do for my birthday. Originally, she was like, oh, you know, would you like to go to WrestleMania in California? Like, I'd love to, but they are damn near close to sold out yeah. for both nights, which is wild. So... Um, and they're only selling like fifty thousand tickets available for for each night. How big is it? The stadium is it? seats like a hundred thousand people. Is it the Rose Bowl? No, no, SoFi. Where, I don't know SoFi. I don't know it, where the Rams play. Oh, okay, yeah. So I was kind of a, I was kind of surprised and taken aback that for WrestleMania they weren't trying to sell the whole stadium. I mean, especially with the rumors of the Rock possibly they, coming they do back. They lose like. A, well, what do you say? Because the entrance and the Titantron and all that other stuff. Like, like how many seats do they lose because of something like that? I don't know. I'd say probably you know a few thousand, maybe 15,000, maybe okay. even twenty. Such a big stadium. But anyways, originally she was like, "Oh, for your fortieth, maybe we'll do WrestleMania." And I was like, "Oh, that'd be great." And then WrestleMania tickets went on sale, and they only sold fifty thousand to the public. And they've been doing that with stadium shows in recent years. They've been selling only a certain amount of tickets and really? not filling the stadium. Like when they've done the Royal Rumble in baseball stadiums, yeah. they don't sell the whole stadium because for production purposes. So like the ring is literally like on the pitcher's mound and then like the, the entranceway comes out from like the dugout and then from like second base to the outfield, they really don't sell it. Like that's where the camera is. So we were like, okay, well, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do WrestleMania then. And then my wife's like, well, would you like to, you know, have you know people over, and maybe do a gathering? And I was like, eh, I don't know. 
And then she was like, maybe she goes, maybe we can just go out with your family and my family and, you know, do a nice dinner. And I was like, all right, that's not a problem. Maybe we can do something like that. Whatever, right? And we were just kind of sitting talking. And then uh, I said to her, what if we did the Royal Rumble in San Antonio? I've never been to Texas. We can go visit the Alamo. We can go see the city. River Walk's pretty nice. She was like, she's like, yeah, let's let's look at it. So... Not to pause what I'm doing here, but this is we're, we're we're talking over footage of the the formation of the New Age Outlaws. Yeah, I remember it's like yesterday. Shotgun so let's, Saturday let's night. Let's play the audio for this, yep. and I'll get back to my Royal Rumble story. Oh, here's your favorite. I love Flash. Oh, he doesn't have the dancers. I tell so, long story short, yep. I was looking at tickets, and it's going to be in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Nice. And I thought, you know, it would be a nice little long weekend. You know, get in on a Friday. The Royal Rumble's going to be on a Saturday this year, so... We'll go to the Rumble on Saturday, and then Sunday we can walk around, check out the Alamo, check out you know, the River Walk in San Antonio. I've never been to the city before, so I thought it'd be kind of cool to go check it out. And my wife was like, that's a great idea. Let's do it. So we're going to the Royal Rumble for my yeah. 40th birthday. You're going to watch so. Cody Rhodes. Uh, yeah, yeah, possibly yeah. Cody Rhodes returning. Hell, maybe even yeah, The Rock. Yeah, he's winning. Come on. He's maybe winning. even The Rock. Nah. The rumor of The Rock being, you know, get, find getting to him to and Roman. Like, I don't know. Maybe we'll see it. I'm not. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be really cool. As we see Kane, Shawn Michaels is supposed to wrestle Flash Funk, but Kane's out. Funk, why are you still in the ring? Like seriously, why are you still in the ring? Like, I remember as a little boy always screaming like when something happens like this, you see like the jobber still in the ring. Like why are you still in the ring? Or like when a guy will like. Get chased around the ring, but they'll keep going around the ring. Like, cut through the crowd, go up the <laughs> aisle. Why are you still running around the ring? You have a way to get out. You know, like Flash. What are you doing, buddy? Oh boy, you deserve it at this point, Flash. I'm sorry, you deserve it now. <laughs> As if this is some choice. That hey, he attacked him. It, oh my God. God bless. God, God bless you, buddy. Flash Funk, the former Too Cold Scorpio. Yeah. Did you oh, like yeah. Scorpio? Loved him. Okay. Loved him. Yeah, I thought he was kind of cool. Oh, He took a nice bump for that choke yeah. slam. Have you ever watched any of his shoot interviews? I don't think I've ever seen a Too Cold Scorpio. Uh, He's pretty candid. Yeah, is he good? He's pretty candid. I mean, maybe, not, maybe not, no, ECW, not but not like WCW, no. No, I mean his shoot interviews, like where he talks about his career. Oh, yes, I've seen that. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you yeah. meant like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no wake and bake before we record, pal. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm just messing with you. You can do whatever you want. You're a grown ass man. But no, he's he's very candid. Um, I remember once watching an interview where he talked about Bagwell and how him, like Bagwell tried to convince him to 
um, have sex with him and another woman. What? I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what Scorpio said. Um, And then Scorpio recently, there was an interview that came out where he said that that Vince McMahon once told him he was going to have sex with Sable. That he was like, hey, pal, just wait and see. I'm going to fuck her, you know, like. I'm convinced that the... I, I believe that that's that very did. possible, too, yes. so... I'm, I'm convinced that's that definitely happened. What's Paul Bear saying? Let's play the audio. Everybody in Kane's path until he meets his brother face-to-face. And Undertaker, you will never rest in peace. Ashes to ashes! That's creepy. They did a close-up of his eyes, and you don't see... You only see it's black... Yeah, that's, that's like great, that's a great visual. I, that that's like seriously, that's like that's a great visual. And we talked about it last week too, like yeah. the, the character, the evolution of it, and like the little nuances and how we both thought it was going to be like this one-off deal. You know, we could have been any any, any, any more any wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and thankfully so because look at what kind of career he parlayed yeah, totally. that into. 20, 20 plus years. Yeah, but other than maybe Kali and Big Show, like Kane's work has been fun, uh, unbelievable. Kali's? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, like Kali's work was great? No, no, I'm just saying, like, like the poor, he, he was unfortunately involved with some, yeah, some bad workers. You know, I think maybe not Big Show per se. Oh yeah, well, Undertaker was definitely yeah. saddled with, Ugh. with some, some, some stiffs. Let me tell you. Oh, What's here we go. Here? One, two. <laughs> Look at this. Alright, here we go. Patriot. That's later on tonight, as well as the tag team championship of the Legion of Doom taking on them good old country boys. What the fuck is that with the with the guy? Was that right, so guy at all? So he was Uncle Cletus, but do you remember what he previously? Obviously, I don't know. T. L. Hopper. T. L. Hopper. T. L. Hopper. The plumber. Oh, I love T. L. Hopper. Dirty white boy from Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Is that really Dirty White Boy? Yeah. He bleached his hair. Or did it bleach it? But, but, uh, yeah. They dyed his hair. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, Dirty White Boy was pretty awesome. Yeah. Did you see another LOD, like, up-close venue? They were doing a lot of these, like, quasi-shoot interviews with, like, them out of character. Like, the you had the Gold Dust one uh, earlier in the year. Then you had the, um, what was the other one? Mankind, the Mankind vignettes that, with the sit-downs with Jim Ross. They yeah. were doing a lot of those um, shoot-type elements uh, in their programming. Who paid the LOD back in those days? IRS? I mean, the um, Money Incorporated? I think so. Yeah, right? Was it the Natural Disasters? Oh, yeah. Might have Maybe. Been no, I think it was Money Incorporated. Okay. I think it was Money Inc. I think, because uh, if I recall, I believe the Legion of Doom held the titles until right around the Royal Rumble, and they they defeated the Natural Disasters, and then I want to say it was like a house show. The million dollar man in IRS stole the belts from them. Yeah. They won. And on TV, they explained it that, IR, that Jimmy Hart helped get IRS and DiBiase the tag team belts. And the net, like, that's how they split up the natural disasters and made them baby faces. Can you think of one time in Hartford or in New Haven that, that there was on a house show that a title got changed? It used to drive me nuts. It would be like, we're in the middle of nowhere in South, in South Dakota and, in, and the Tag Team Championship or the IC Championship or even sometimes the Heavyweight Championship got, got changed. And I'm like, Not that what the I fuck are recall. they thinking, man? Not that I can recall. I'm just saying, I always I remember being a little boy going to the Hartford show. It's be like, please be the one. Please be the one time. Yeah, I don't recall. Yeah. It's funny because like, when I was a kid, I'd go to those shows at the Civic Center and something would happen, and then I'd go watch it on. I'd watch on TV. Like for instance, yeah, I think you were. I think we've talked about this. You were at this particular show. It was Hogan and Earthquake. And yeah, a the match. match. Yeah, and Hogan great. was wailing him with the chair, and he had yeah. these big marks on his back. And then I go watch Wrestling Challenge or Superstars a week later, and Earthquake's got no marks on his back. I'm like, wait a minute. What? what? Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Him up when I saw him, you know what I mean? So, there was stuff like that. Um, I just always wish, though, so, that, that that one time in a Hartford, uh, a Hartford show, or even, like, I would even take credit for New Haven if you saw it, like, on a Rob, like, this happened in New Haven! Like, the the Islanders dropped the tag titles or something, you know? And it's like, fuck! It never happened in Hartford. One thing I didn't see in Hartford was these guys, the Truth Commission. Thank God. Yeah, this, this was bad. this was pretty bad. I didn't really care for this. Although that Kurgan dude was a big motherfucker. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't get pushed. They tried doing stuff with him, like, like outside of the fucking uh, what was the, what was this group called? Again? The Truth Commission. Yeah, and then then became the oddities. Yeah. Well, then Kurgan became the only oddity because the other two, Bull Buchanan is in that. Oh, yeah, place. but Bull Buchanan, yeah. Bull Buchanan's right there behind Kurgan. And there we go. We got at least one. St- and, um, Don Callis. Earthquake's not in there yet. No. Well, Don Callis. That blew my mind was when, the somebody, jackal. when somebody told me that uh, Earthquake was part of the group, and I'm like, that's amazing. I think I told you that. Maybe. Did I? <clears throat> I think I knew that before. Or maybe, maybe it did, did, and then you just forgot. I don't know. I don't know. That did blow my mind, but and this is—I'm actually cheering for the uh, truth commission here. I never liked the uh, 
What, the Basham Brothers? No, no, no. DOA. Yeah, DOA. Disciples of Apocalypse. But these guys, what are the Harris Brothers or something? Yep. Ron and Don. Never been a big fan. They've been a bunch of different things. They were, what were they? They were known as the Bruce Brothers. They were known as the Blue Brothers, Jacob and Eli Blue. Yes, Uncle right. Uncle Yeah. They were the DOA. Um, what else were they? I do remember one time watching TNA and the ring broke and they, they were setting up the ring. The Harris that, that Twins, yeah. Ron and Don Harris. Um, do you remember when? Do you remember when Vince Russo was 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 booking and this is WCW he, talking about yeah and he made them wear suits and clean shave and they were they were creative they were known as creative, creative control. control I do remember Pat that. and Gerald oh it's like awful. A, as like a spoof on Briscoe and Patterson yeah awful. yeah so they've been a number of different things throughout their career yeah the worst wrestling angle in my opinion of all time Vince uh, uh, not Vic McMahon. Vince Russo becoming the WCW champion. I thought that was even That's way funny because I thought they were way worse than fucking when the celebrity guy got. We it. just got a they're, they're, that that just popped up uh, recently in uh, on some wrestling page. I was because I think Jeff Jarrett covered it on his podcast. Okay, when, when he beat Booker T and became the champion. Yeah, that was pretty awful. That was uh, unbelievable. That was pretty awful. That's up there. That's a Mount Rushmore for worst wrestling angles uh. ever. That the Katie Vick when the Triple H. Bang the corpse in the in the casket. Yeah, that was bad. That was pretty bad. Um, Arquette winning the title. That's that's definitely bad. Yep. Um, TNA, I'm sure, has some pretty. Bad oh stuff yeah, that you AJ could... becoming like the the the, the Ric Flair character. Awful. Yeah, that's pretty awful. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a good good. We all know a little mini Nate. That that here's this good Christian boy. Yeah. But, yeah. They try to turn him into some sexual <laughs> deviant because he was hanging around Ric Flair. Give me yep. a break. Yeah, oh, Vince Russo, suck it. I, the one thing I do like about Vince, and I, Vince Russo, I'm talking about, of mm-hmm. course, that, 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 uh, that, that I know I mentioned this on this very podcast and, and other episodes, but like I'm bringing it up again. It, you could be a, a guy, a guy, first day in the job, to a 20 year veteran, he had something for you, and I gave him credit for that. It, that, 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 uh, that, that he got everyone involved. Yep. That's the one thing I give, give credit to Vince Russo. Yeah. Was it was it was it god awful what you're about to do? Absolutely. Everybody was on the show, but and, and they had the a show. purpose. Yeah, they had a purpose. Yeah, I'll give him that. He he definitely made time for everybody. He he was able so he was able to do that like on a two hour show like Raw and then eventually SmackDown when they when they acquired you know when they got another show on yeah. the air. But then when he tried doing it in TNA, it didn't work as well. Only because when he was booking in TNA, TNA only had one hour shows. They were only on, on, on Spike TV for an hour. That's a good point. So he was trying to cram like fucking 60 guys on the roster on yeah. a one-hour show. And it just it, 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 didn't, it didn't look good. And what drove me nuts, you could count on every uh, Impact Wrestling show. There's going to be at least one. I mean, I know what, I mean, you go two. You would even go two disqualifications or a countout or something. Oh, there's like, always kinds of crazy oh, finishes like that. I fucking like that. hated that. But he did that during this period of time, too, in 97, when he was booking. This is probably going to end in smash, don't you? Yeah. you got to figure. Is, yeah, yeah. Figure the referee will probably ring the bell at some point, or not. I mean, oh, there, we go. Yep, there it the is. Outside. Yep. Yeah, we called it. He did, finally? Yep. Thank God. Yeah, this is pretty bad. And this is the hype up Survivor Series. Survivor Series, 
in a few weeks, we'll see these two teams go at it in a four-on-four elimination Survivor Series match. Which, while we're on that subject, yeah, what are your thoughts on the announcement recently made about WWE Survivor Series featuring the War Games match? Two of them. I actually not heard that. You've not heard that? So, wow, so, you've really uh, been living under a rock. No, you're, so, you're never a part of our text messages anymore. The group text. So the Mets are amazing. So I've been yep, watching a lot of I Mets games. Yeah, I'm a Mets fan, so I know. That, uh, I've been watching NXT because the gold's coming back. Yep. Black that, gold, uh, yep. But like main, like... Main roster, you really AEW, I I'm almost done with it. And... WWE every now and again. Yeah. And I bartend, so I never watch SmackDown. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm pretty much raw. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. So they're so they're bringing the Raw and, uh, Survivor Series is going to be in Boston, um, and we're going to see two War Games matches, a men's and a women's match. I like that a lot. So it's not going to be I, it's not going to be an NXT staple anymore. It's going to be part of the main roster and. Then, are they flirting with like who's going to be in it? They yeah. haven't said anything okay. yet. They haven't hyped anything yet. They still have, they still have, um, uh, Crown Jewel, the, the the Saudi show, to uh, to put out first before they um, end up uh, doing Survivor Series hype and build up. So, uh, man, Johnson in the house. Who is that guy? The PlayStation up? Slam of the Week <laughs> from. Shotgun Saturday night, some video game commercial. Oh, it looked like he was just jarring up a jobber. I think Austin's coming out next. Oh, nice. Um, I believe so. But here's highlights from earlier tonight. So we saw the uh, Heart Foundation and D Generation X and the Nation. A lot of factions during this time period. Yeah. You had the Nation, the Heart Foundation, DX, the Los Bariquas, the Disciples of Apocalypse, the Truth Commission. You had you had a lot of different groups that were um, on WWF programming. Yeah, they did. Yep. Kind of like AEW. I was, I was thinking the same thing. Well, they finally just just shoot all uh, yellow the fucking the uh, dork order. I can't I can't take yeah, it. Yeah, I I'm, I'm kind of over that too. I I thought I thought the first couple like promos they had me on a low. It was like creepy. It was like kind of like then they turned into a cold. comedy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think they lost sight of it because but once Bro- freaking once yeah Bobby Brody died, away, it was over. They, I think that they they kind of realized it wasn't going to be, um, it wasn't going to have the impact that they had, they had wanted because they didn't have the person that was going to be centered around, which was going to be Brody. So yeah, so they needed an old yeller, uh, the, the dork order. Definitely for sure. That um, they need to stop doing fucking Jericho ones. I, I think everyone sucks. Jericho Appreciation Society. And the one, right. even the one before it, I thought sucked. The Inner Circle. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, what do you think of the Blackpool Combat Club with Regal? And you got Moxley. They have the right Brian Danielson, Cesaro. Still, I don't know. It's still. Me don't like AEW, so it's. I'm a, I'm a huge, my favorite wrestler in, in the last Omega, 20, 25 years. Kenny Hold Omega. On. Let me get the lotion. O- Okada. Uh, me, that, that, uh, tissues too. Let me grab that as well. But, but I can't, uh, you, you know what, you know what's so funny? With my first podcast on here, I wanted to say with the Mount Rushmore tag team. We did. And I said, you put the, the Young Bucks, Bucks on there. That, uh, no. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. Yeah. I made a mistake. You're going to walk that one back? I, 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 Maybe we'll do a redo. I made a mistake. Maybe made we'll a mistake. do a redo. Made a mistake. Yeah. Oh, I can't stand him. 
When I, when I, when we're on TV, I swear I turn the channel. No swear. shit. Look at I you. I used to love them. Used to love them. Wow. I used to. If I knew, if I knew on YouTube there was a young bug match, I fucking ran to that shit. Now oh, I can't. Shit. I can't watch them. They're unwatchable in my, my opinion. Unwatchable. I think Stone Cold's coming out. Let's let's play this. <laughs> For those of you keeping track, we are 44 minutes, 5 seconds of this watch along. Oh, it's halfway done. So, it was obviously last SummerSlam we got dropped at his head, right? Yeah, a couple <laughs> months prior to this. That's a nice touch, Vince. He's number one, it says. It's cheers. But you can barely read his ex. Looks like we got a deal. No, 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 we don't have a deal. Not until you sign. As soon as you sign this, November 9th Survivor Series, you get Owen Hart, but you don't sign this, you don't get it. Please take those stupid looking glasses off me, man. Lawler. He's great. He's more, yeah. He's not going to stand there. Well, we know how badly Austin wants Owen Hart. He gets him at Survivor Series, and it's official. You and Owen Hart in the ring. You damn right, and I guess that leaves me only one thing left to do. <laughs> He's got a stunt man! Ha! He's got a stunt man with a stutter! 
telling you to do is shake my hand, son. Don't sit there and make a mess out of your pants. Just shake my damn hand. And we got a deal. Look at the man. Good thing old bitches wearing dark pants. <laughs> Watch it. He's still making it. This is how it started last time, JR. I remember. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Before you go, just clear up one small thing. Please don't be kicking this piece of paper around. Don't press your luck, McMahon. Before you go, just clear up one small detail, if you don't mind. Last week you said it was none of my business, and maybe it wasn't, all right? But what did you, what were you doing at Bad Blood when you interfered with that match with Owen Hart and, and with Farouk? What were you doing? See, what happened was, Farouk was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I got no problem against him. I got no problem with the nation of domination. The bottom line is, Steve Austin gets what Steve Austin wants, and I want Owen Hart's ass, I want the Intercontinental title, and I want it real fast. It's my business, and Stone Cold does what he wants, what he wants. Now, you just wait a minute. Let me tell you something, Stone Cold. No, your business is my business. What you did was cross the railroad track. I thought your kind of people knew when you crossed the railroad track what's over there. <laughs> hey, let me tell you what's over there. There are no white picket fence over there. There are no three-car garages. There are no five-bedroom houses over there. What we do is make a sacrifice for everything we did across the track. And what you did when you cost me the Intercontinental title was sacrifice your ass to me and the nation. Get ugly. Basically, I didn't understand one damn word you said. <laughs> but it sounds like you're a little pissed off. Sounds like you've got something against Stone Cold Steve Austin for wrapping that damn belt around your head. So I'm telling you, all you got to do is bring your ass to the ring or any one of them, any one of them people up there, I'll stomp a mud hole in you and walk it dry. You think you're so damn tough, all big and jacked up. It shouldn't be nothing but a thing for you guys to come up here and whip someone with a bad neck sass. I hope you don't think just one of them's gonna come up there. Damn it, get the job. There goes Rocky. Rocky Maya B took the challenge. <laughs> goes out to like the concession area or whatever where do they go from there maybe they take a piss <laughs> I just never understood maybe like they gotta take a shit how do they get like maybe they go buy something back, to back backstage or whatever oh I'm assuming they do <laughs> yeah 
I mean, going into the crowd thing was that was fairly new at that time. You didn't see a lot of people do that sort of stuff. Um, speaking of Sable, you were talking about it earlier. There yeah. she is. That's Arnold Scoland. I just don't get how could Vince think that she she was hotter than Sunny? Don't get it. <laughs> like classy Freddie Blassie. Yeah. What is this? Is this a commercial for like like a super soaker or something? Like what the fuck? What is this? Let me play the audio for this. Oh, it's for some toy. That like laser toy. Like it's like almost like laser tag. What? Yeah, I guess you're right. It's like a laser tag. Oh, oh there there's a mini. There's a mini. The script writers can so they said I'd cut my part short. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Jesus. That is a la- it is yeah, laser, laser tag. tag. Yeah. Okay. God, that's so old. I forgot about that. On their origins, the yellow deal. Let's play the audio. Came up with the book ourselves. Uh, the name was probably a combination. We, you know, we sat down and uh, uh, we we we. They got shit there. I just sit. And Animal Hockey. Animal was my nickname when I was a kid, anyway. And we always had our nicknames. Hawks always had his name too. So that well, that was a part of us. We just incorporated everything in together and it worked out. Animal and Hawk. Bringing us capacity crowd over twenty thousand WWF fans. American Originals. Yellow big look. I bet when they look in the mirror, their reflection throws up. Now- <laughs> <laughs> All over the great one-liner. Hawk and Animal. Yep. The Legion of Doom. Never got to meet Hawk, but I met Animal. Yeah, right, did you? Right what? before COVID. I went to see Northeast Wrestling with a couple of friends in, in Waterbury, and he was uh, he was there making an appearance, and... I, I, I went solely to meet him. So that was big Legion, 19? Legion of Doom guy. Uh, 2020. Okay. I believe. Did he recently pass him? He passed uh, last year, I want to oh. say. Yeah. Last year, I think he passed. I don't know said that, but I think like, his son wrestled somewhere, right? Did I think like AEW maybe or something? I don't know. His son... No, his son didn't wrestle. His son played football for the Rams. Oh, is that where I saw him? Yeah, Joe Laurinaitis. His son uh, played for the Rams, and he's he's a lineman for Ohio State. Then he got drafted by the Rams. I don't think he plays anymore, uh, but yeah, he made it to the NFL. Okay. Yeah, I know. I recently saw his son doing something. Or are you thinking of um, you're thinking of Rick Steiner's kid? No, I'm not thinking of Steiner douche. No. Okay. Oh, look at this, Yoshihiro Tajiri. Oh my god, it is Tajiri. Yeah. What the hell is Tajiri doing here? This is when they were starting that lightweight division. Oh, come on. Give me Taka. That would be an amazing match. That would be pretty cool. I wonder who he's... Probably going to wrestle Brian Christopher. You're right. With the, the, the front page of the WWE magazine. Why? Why, Sean? Why? It was an accident. Yep, there he is. Yeah, he called it. I just took a guess. Honestly, I really didn't know. Any chance Tajiri wins this match? Probably not. Probably not. I do like how uh, they the don't king, let the foreigners win. The king is like, "Hey, my son." He, I mean, he looked like Lawler. Yeah, I was sad when he, when when I found out he committed suicide. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Well, they well, Lawler seems to think that there's some foul play involved, and he didn't commit suicide because he had spoken to he had spoken to him on the phone. 
early, a couple hours prior. Yeah, he was, he was doing you know, okay, huh? And he sounded like everything was fine. We just never know. You never know. I mean, he could have, and it could have been a situation where it was. When you were, when you get arrested, dude, and it was like, it was like that wasn't his first time. I don't think. No, he'd been he he'd been struggling with some issues. It sounds like. Uh, um, when you think you're fucked, dude, you go to deep places. Oh my god, look at the racial overtones in that. You saw what? that, yeah, Christopher with the bowing and then like the the, the karate chops. I was hoping I didn't want to bring it up to bring no. up Tiffin Pole, but now we kind of opened Pandora's box. No, a let's go bit. for it. So we were watching the. Um, the, the Nation Domination match, right? Yeah. And we saw Degeneration X eating bananas. You don't think that was because of that, do you? I mean... Uh, I, I thought... I mean, like, maybe because I was being a racist bastard there, but I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just like... Yeah, it it, very me. edgy. It, it wouldn't surprise like, me if they pushed the envelope in I that mean, direction. I mean, just a couple of years later, it was Triple H, Booker T, and God, that was by far the most racist angle I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Might as well put a, a pillow sheet over Triple H's head, seriously. Oh, yeah, I know. That was pretty bad. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty bad. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Vince said, you know, hey, pal, you know, go out there and eat some bananas. But anyway, we, it was a different era. While the black guys are outside ring, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, goddamn, pal. Uh, yeah, I can see them, them them pushing it like that. I mean, let's face it. There are a lot of racial st- racial and ethnic stereotypes in wrestling. Yeah, you know, and they every now and again they do it very suddenly, but like it's just crazy it's not how as, open it's, it is. It's not as in your face as yeah. it used to be. You know, like I, I never understood this. Okay, and it, and it's been a thing for wrestling in years. Okay. You know, they'll take someone of, of color, whether they're Latino, whether they're African-American, and they'll team them with someone else of color. Yeah. Like, you rarely saw, like, a mixed-race team, like, with the exception of, like, Bradshaw and Farouk when they were the APA. Yeah. You don't really see a whole lot of that. Like, even still, like, on AEW. Yeah, like, you got Swerve and... Uh, you got Swerve and, and Keith yeah, Lee, but then yeah. you got, like, uh, Lucha Brothers, Phoenix and, and Penta. Yeah. They're, they're Latin. You know, the Young Bucks, they're brothers, but they're white. Yeah. You know? Eddie Kenny Omega tag partners. Kenny, anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. don't see, like, mixed cultures and mixed races as teams. Um, Not really. You don't. I, th- I think it's still... Yeah, you got Dudley's and... Uh, Dudley's and, and, and APA. APA, that's it. As far as I can... Those are the yeah. first two that come across, you know, the top of my head. I mean, I haven't really seen. I'm trying to think of someone the tag team said, um, who, "Who's Hala Hala, a player, player?" I forget his name. Teddy right? Long. Yeah, Teddy Long. That I'm trying to think like yeah, yeah. Doom is a tag team. Two black guys together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like they take the folks of of the, of the ethnicity and they just pair them together because that's what people would think that we'd want to see. Yeah, and even if you're, you're an African American manager. You're you're pretty much going to you uh, imagine a black and he, guy. And even even like slick Rick, the one white guy he had was Hakeem. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or now you have MVP on Monday Night Raw. He yep. manages no all, white dudes. He, no white dudes. He manages almost, but he yep. managed the Hurt Business, which was all which was all African American yep. talent. It's 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 uh, for as far as we've come as a society, and especially as wrestling fans. We're still kind of behind the eight ball in certain aspects, and I think that's one of them. Yeah, I, 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 I really do. do. I would do ten thousand percent. I think it's, I, I, you know, maybe maybe just because I I grew up with. And I want to see more, more minority champions too. I know I said that. I don't know if I said it in this podcast. Well, but we've like, seen we've seen fair amount in WWE. I, I was like, I'm glad Bobby. I'm glad that Bobby Lashley got the title. 
But it, but I think he should, I forgot who he, I forgot who it, it was a great match too. Bobby Lashley lost. I'm like I think this is where he should win the title. I I, I, I forgot when. I, I, but anyway, he lost the title. No no no, he lost. He was having a championship match against somebody. And I'm like today he's gonna win. And and I remember you guys doing a group tactic. Like, it's not gonna have to take that. I'm like yeah it is, and he lost of course. But I'm like. It's the heavyweight title? Yeah, heavyweight title, yeah. It was kind of like a, like a throwaway, like great balls of fire type of pay-per-view, and I thought he was going to win. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm with you 10,000%. Like, 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 like all the groups are like, yeah, definitely. All the white, the they're the all, group. yeah. I mean, and, and even, even the dark order, all white guys. Yep. Crazy, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. It's we'll get there. We just might be, you know, our our, our culture just might be a little late on it, unfortunately. Yeah. And I, I just remember, like, it's like we talked about the Jeffrey Dahmer series, right? That 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 uh, there's a couple of scenes where the cops are like really because because he's gay, right? I, that's why I got a lot. Anyway, I'm spoiling a little bit. But anyway, that that what I'm trying to say is now we can talk about homosexuality and all this. It's other more stuff. accepted in our yeah. culture. Yeah. That, yeah. That, but anyway, yeah. I mean, you're even seeing like. Homosexually driven based characters in wrestling. Yeah. Um, Sunny Kiss. Yeah, Sunny uh, Kiss, yeah. Um, I think Sunny Kiss is more trans than anything. Oh, we got the tights yeah, here. There you go. Christopher with the win over to Jerry. I'm kind of sad. I wanted to see the uh, top rope leg drop. I, that, was a, that was a good looking leg drop. Yeah, it wasn't bad. He, um, he did, I think Beautiful Bobby Eaton's got the best top rope. Top rope. Oh, with Alabama saying. Jam off the top rope, man. Without Midnight saying. Express. That was some really good stuff. Without saying. Oh. Oh, Tajiri's pissed. Post-match, Tajiri. <laughs> Getting some heat back. Yeah, got his heat back on the good old, uh, yeah. good old Christopher. Brian Christopher. Oh, I wish Tajiri was in. I mean, obviously, he was in WWE, but like his prime prime. Oh, I I wish he was in the WWE. He had a good run in WWE. He had a great run. But I'm just saying, his best work was ECW. You know what I mean? And then, then, then Oh, Bonnie. here you go. Your boy Cornette. Let's love, play this. Love Corny. There's a man named Phil Mushnick who writes columns for the New York Post and for TV Guide. You've probably never heard of Mr. Mushnick, but you should. Because he's had some pretty nasty things to say about you. You see, Phil Mushnick hates pro wrestling. And he's not content just to change the channel. He doesn't want you to be able to watch it either. Not the WWF, WCW, ECW, nothing. And for the past several years, Mushnick has led a one-man campaign to have the wrestling industry abolished. Recently, when Ted Turner donated $1 billion to charity, Mr. Mushnick said the world would be better served if he closed up WCW. Phil Mushnick is the man who called for and spearheaded the media and publicity barrage over the federal indictment of Vince McMahon and the WWF on steroid charges. And even though McMahon and the WWF were proven totally innocent in a federal courtroom, Mushnick ignores that fact to this day and writes his columns as if it were a fact they were proven guilty just so he can continue his one-man crusade. He even wrote a column one time about the Madison Square Garden Network firing Marv Albert saying that the Garden should cancel wrestling matches too. But Phil Mushnick not only hates wrestling, he hates wrestling fans. Here's a few things he's had to say about you and I quote, If not for America's lunatic fringe and the disaffected, WCW would be out of business. If you can tell me that you would bring an important child in your life to a pro wrestling match, I have no gripe with you because you clearly don't know right from wrong. And the overwhelming majority of the wrestling fans who contact me simply prove my point by flooding my mailbox with profanities, obscenities, and other acts that show them to be a disenfranchised subculture. Well, Mr. Mushnick, I'm a wrestling fan, and a lot of the people who read the New York Post and TV Guide are wrestling fans, too. 
And we don't enjoy being insulted by publications we pay money to read. We don't appreciate being told we don't know how to parent our children. We don't want a pompous, self-righteous man with a grudge sitting on top of Mount Olympus looking down his nose at us and campaigning to take away the constitutional right that every American is guaranteed to freedom of speech, freedom of choice, and the freedom to enjoy whatever entertainment we choose. Those are facts, Mr. Mushnick, not rumors, not suppositions, but facts. You gotta try to deal on them sometime. And I think it's time that the millions of people that you belittle as subhuman every chance you get tell the New York Post and TV Guide what they think of you. But if this has been going on so long, why am I mad right now? Because recently, Phil Mushnick used Brian Pillman's death to call for another outcry against wrestling, and I quote once again, the problem is the mainstream media don't look hard enough at pro wrestling. Imagine if middle-aged pro baseball players dropped dead on a regular basis. This would be page one stuff, and a federal inquiry would be launched. Well, Brian Pillman was a friend of mine. From the time he was born with throat cancer, he had the courage to undergo 36 different throat operations. He had the courage to withstand the punishment of pro football in 10 years as a pro wrestler. He had the courage to come back from a car wreck that shattered his ankle and from a lot of other personal tragedies. And then one night he went to sleep in a hotel room and he died. And for you, Bill Mushnick, to use his death as an excuse for another call to action in your one-man vendetta against pro wrestling is more vulgar and more obscene than anything that you've ever falsely accused the wrestling industry of being guilty of. So on behalf of the wrestling fans, the wrestling industry, the friends and family of Brian Pillman, and anyone in this country today that denies any one man the right to force his morals and his beliefs on all of us and take away our constitutional rights, on behalf of those people, I say go to hell, Phil Mutnick, and try to reform things down there, because we're doing just fine up here without you. I'm Jim Fournette, and that's my opinion. Preach it, brother. Wow. Rachel, you remember those when he used to do those weeks? Yeah, I do. I do. I don't. I don't remember like like like, uh, like, like specific. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I do. Yes. Yeah, those are those are pretty cool. That was. I don't think cool. they're really going anywhere. I remember things. one time I talked about Ric Flair, but uh, that, that, uh, but yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I mean that was, and I'm, and I'm glad that Vince had, that, uh, that uh, allowed him to do that. that. He allowed him to say you, WCW. He said WCW on a Raw show. Yeah, he um, well here here's here's one thing that, so he brought up the Pillman thing yeah in that in that speech which you know he's right on about but Vince, I wish he but did. Vince didn't exactly do any favors when it came to that because the week prior the episode of Raw prior to this was the night after Bad Blood yeah Vince interviewed Melanie Pillman live on the air from her home during Monday Night Raw twenty four hours after she found out her husband. Was found and dead she, in a hotel. She was actually room. on Raw. She was I, on I Raw. Don't, I don't remember that. They, they 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 had a camera and they went to her house and That's, they had. It's fucked up. Like I'm not saying. But that, maybe she wanted to do that. I don't know. Maybe that. that uh, but yeah, that's really fucked up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish other than maybe like get ahead of it. But like that just screamed as like a ratings ploy to like have her on. You know, yeah. 24 hours after so. I'm. This is just my guess. Being you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, was that Mushnick wrote the article regarding the whole Pillman thing. Vince was under fire publicly for interviewing Pillman's wife on TV, and then Cornette responded the way he did. That's just me. That's yeah. just my. That's just my take. I could be wrong. You might be that, but yeah. That I do love me some corny though. 
That uh, I never I mean, been bigger than the New York Post, by the way. Never, never was a big Post guy. When I was a kid, my dad used to get the Post every Tuesday, and we would, we would. Um, there used to be a wrestling article in there by an individual. By the, I forget the guy's name, but he went by the Informer, and the, he used to um, report like news, like behind yeah. the scenes stuff on wrestling, as well as like give results for shows. It used to be every Tuesday. In the New York Post, and oh, so knew that. I do. I, I remember as I remember as a when I was younger than yeah. this. I was much younger. I had found out that Sid Vicious was leaving WCW for the WWF months before he came on TV because it was it was in that article. Oh, interesting. I, that's how I found out that Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth reunited at WrestleMania Seven because I didn't watch that WrestleMania. On live, you read it in the paper, huh? so That's I read cool. it in the paper. Yeah. yeah, the New York Post. I just remember always being. Uh, My dad was like, "Oh yeah, you'll never believe this." Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth—they got back together at WrestleMania, but Macho Man lost his career match to the Ultimate Warrior. I'm like, "What? What?" I was like, "I gotta watch this." Yeah. Then I had a friend who had it on tape, and I watched it at his house, and I was like, "Oh my god, wild!" Yeah, my big three were. Oh well, uh, dude, obviously we now so we live in Connecticut. So Hartford Current, and we had uh, you. Were you big on the Journal Enquirer? I used to deliver the Journal Enquirer newspaper. There you go. So, 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 so it's it was. I used to be a delivery boy. Hartford Current boy. Journal Enquirer. My first job I read. And uh, and for the Nationals, USA Today. I loved USA Today. And uh, they had the best sports best sports section I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yep. You know, they used yeah. to cover the local sports too. Like the, the, like, sport, so the USA Today sports section was literally the size of a Hartford Current. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. USA Today was huge. Yep. It'd be like five bucks for a whole newspaper. It was worth it. As, as opposed to like the, so the, the dollar forty for like the Hartford Current. Yeah. And what Sundays were like two bucks or something, right? Yeah. Sundays. Were, yeah. Yeah. I think Sundays were a different price. Yeah. I just remember one time my buddy had a flu. And I had to deliver the Sunday papers for them. Those fuckers were heavy as fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. Savio Vega and Goldust yeah. here. You're probably gonna be, probably a great match. These guys, these guys are damn good workers. And this was, you know, this was a week after Pillman had passed away. He was involved in that rivalry with Goldust. Many believe that the 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 angle was going to lead to Marlena turning on Goldust and being with Pillman permanently. Really? Yeah. Cuz they were they 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 were together at WCW, weren't they? Who? Am, I, am I wrong? Um uh you know, Marlena when she was like that uh the But with who? Uh well Brian Pillman, I'm sorry. They had dated uh, it no, public I, knowledge that they had what, dated. What do they think uh, as a as a no, no? screen. No. Okay. Okay, then who the Oh, I'm thinking Taylor, Terry Taylor, yeah. yeah. Nice kick by Savio. I and by the way, I love that gimmick. It was so lame that it was hilarious. The uh, yeah, computer. Wall Street stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, it was pretty hokey. Yeah. But nice um, kick. what's his name? Uh, yeah. So original the original plan was had Pillman not passed away, he was scheduled to face Dude Love at Bad Blood. Really? And Dude Love was going to wrestle on behalf of Gold Dust, and if Dude Love won, then Pillman. Um, then Pillman would have to give up Marlena because Pillman had Marlena for 30 days or whatever as like his like personal assistant. But if Dude Love lost, then Marlena was going to be permanently with Gold or with uh, Pillman. So 
a lot of people think that 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 angle was going to lead to her turning on Goldust and joining up with Pillman permanently as like a as like a on screen pairing. I think that would have been cool. One, two, oh, oh. kick out. Now he's got to do Shatter. Shatter um, is when he kicks him in the dick, right? Yeah, that, well, that didn't call, come until later. What did they call is the current call? The curtain call was okay. the one that he did with the the like the the reverse type of suplex. Right. Yeah. It's a cool looking move. Yeah, not bad. Um. But then eventually we would see Goldust turn on Marlena, like dump her. Yeah. And you got to figure that's probably because they're divorced, don't you think? Well, I, I, they were still married at the time. Really, really? Yeah, okay. they were still married for quite a while. But I think the, um, I think, she, I think they were trying to make up for the whole Pillman thing. Oh, look at that. A loaded purse. Uh, that's what I was, a purse? One, two, three. He, yeah. They should have used it to, that's too bad. They should have used the purse as a distraction and had a cigar. Burn him right in the yeah, eye. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been kind of cool. Here they are, Los Bariquas. Coming to save yeah. the day. Any of these other Bariquas, were they well-known guys? Were they what? I just don't remember any of the other Los Bariquas being like... Uh, like, I think there was like, like a, a, like a Ho- Jose Estrada, like a like a Miguel something. Yeah. I don't remember all of them. That was cool how they did that. Jorge Estrada, Miguel Perez, and Jesus Castillo. I thought he was supposed to be the heel. He's gonna hide it from Lawler, the loaded purse. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna be the one to reveal that there's there a, a brick in there. There's a brick in there. Oh, remember the hotline? Of course, yeah. The WWE Superstarline? Oh, my dad would have killed me. Oh, my, my dad would have killed me. me. I called the 900 line, and it was like on like the Ross report, Jim yeah. Ross's day, and that was when they were doing like little dirt sheet type news where they would have like, you know, so-and-so's coming here, so-and-so's going there, etc. Yeah, I was on that phone for like a good 15 minutes. I racked up a, I racked up a nice bill. <laughs> I, I almost... I, they. My old man almost tanned my hide. I'll tell you that right now. That uh, and that's so greasy too because they know. They, they, do you think? I mean, probably probably happened, but like that. Uh, oh, the action figures. Let's play the commercial for this. Sorry. No. no. That's hot, you little punk. Hey, wait just a minute. Collect Superstar Series Five from Jacks available at most retailers. The toys. I had to bring that up. Alright, go oh, ahead. No, I'm just saying though, they knew ninety percent of that clientele doing those those, those hotlines are gonna be a ten year old boy that that, that calling. That's what they would bit. say, like get your parents' permission. <laughs> but really, what kid got their parents' permission to call a wrestling? Shame on them for that. Like seriously. Oh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley making his way out. He's gonna wrestle the Patriot. I'm cheering for the Patriot, even though he's going to lose. Yeah. You think he's going to eat a... What's your prediction? Is he going to eat a pedigree, the Patriot? I think there's going to be some, some shenanigans, some tomfoolery. Sean will get involved. Maybe we'll see a... Where's the fucking... Uh, Rick Rude? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where he went. It's last week. Is Yeah. China laid hands on Brett. Here's another thing. You know what? We were just talking about like race and ethnicity earlier in wrestling. Yeah. 
Something that I think wrestling, I wouldn't say they're behind on it, but they've really like, they've tiptoed around it, is the use of women and men in like intergender type of matches. Because back during this era, the women would put hands on the men. Yeah. And nobody would bat an eye. Now, they don't really have the women and the men interacting unless they're like uh, on-screen pairing. They don't really do a lot of intergender matches. I could the Oh, there's Rick Rude. Oh my god, it's hilarious. Oh, hot coffee. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's good. That's great. And they took out the Patriot. And we got more DX on the mic. Let's play the audio here. Ladies and gentlemen, with another hard-fought victory, your winner, Triple H, Chris Helmsley!
We haven't seen a whole lot of wrestling on this show, I'll be honest no. with you. But, we, but this has really been centered. Ooh, that's ugly there. Maybe Ahmed, it looks like a real injury Ahmed suffered, and they're kind of playing it up in the story. Oh, there we go. LOD, Ken Shamrock here to make the save. More than likely to set up their match at Survivor Series. They got like, what, like a Chicago Street Fight or something, right? No, that was WrestleMania. Oh, okay. But this Survivor Series with the Nation against Shamrock, Ahmed, and the LOD. Oh, they're pissed. Yep. Probably they got interfered with the LOD match then to get revenge. Maybe. It's always funny seeing a young Rocky. I know, right? So look how far he's come. I mean, yeah. he went from being, you know, a nobody in wrestling to then being one of the biggest draws yeah. in wrestling. Rocky Maivia to be a billionaire almost. Yeah, now he's, you know, the most, arguably the most popular entertainer yeah. in all of Hollywood. Would, would you say so yourself? I would definitely say that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look what he's doing. Like, And he's not just dominating Hollywood. I mean, he's got a clothing brand with Under Armour. He's got an energy drink. Um, I did. So, did you watch the show, The Young Rock and All? I have not. People tell me it's pretty good. I saw the first two episodes, and then the next couple were kind of trash. I liked the first two a lot, actually. Yeah. But then you could tell there wasn't such historically accurate anymore, and it was stupid, and I was like, well, I'm Well, see, done. some of those shows don't necessarily have to be historically accurate. But he said he said it was, though. That's what pissed me off. He definitely, I definitely uh, that, 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 saw that in an interview. He said it's historically accurate. Then I saw it, and I'm like, no, this is not. Fuck off. And then I was done. Yeah, some people are like so minute, like they're like, wait a minute, he didn't turn heel at this event. That's wrong. They need to fire their writers. Like I forgot. Of, no, no, there was something egregious. There was actually was something egregious. Yeah. And I was like, I, I can't watch the show anymore. Well, that's like that's like that's like a lot of these celebrities that have these ghostwriters that write books for them when they say that they wrote the book. Yeah, that's like a good these, point. These ghostwriters will interview them. Yeah. And they will have. Um, then they'll write these books for him, and there'll be like I I read one of Jr.'s books, and there was it had looked like that the timeline had been a little messed up for when certain things happened. Like he like he wrote in the book that like some one thing happened before the other thing when it turned around it was they flip flop yeah. the scenarios, and I was like no wait a minute that happened before. For this to happen, you know what I mean, like. But I wasn't like losing my mind over it. But like, it's a lot like those ghostwriters that write these books for these celebrities, these athletes. They don't have like a that they, they fill in the blanks that where they feel like there's going to be a good story, you know. They'll they'll use a lot of the information, but then they'll kind of throw a little twist, their own twist in there. Hmm. So here we go, main event. Main event, Godwins, LOD, tag team titles. I'm cheering for the Godwins. Even though I don't think they're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> I always, like I said, I always love, I always love the gimmick wrestlers. But what are you feeling about uh, when uh, Phineas did the, that fucking, like the nudist thing? The naked Midian? Yeah. Um... I could have cared less. Could have cared less. Yeah. You know what I did like what the, when I I like this version of the Godwins, but I also liked it when they cleaned them up 
and they were like Jeff Jarrett's bodyguards as Southern Justice, and they went by their real names. I don't know if I ever saw that. So in '98, Jeff Jarrett was he was in the WWF, yeah, and he was doing the Double J gimmick, and he had Tennessee Lee, which was Colonel Robert Parker as his manager, and then they formed this like group, and the Godwins were. They repackaged the Godwins and called them Southern Justice. And they were like the bodyguards, like the henchmen for like... They were wearing suits and stuff? And they wore like suits and they were clean cut and they went by their real names. Mark Canterbury, which is Henry Godwin, and Dennis Knight, which was Phineas. Really? Yeah. I totally missed that. And it only lasted for a few months because I think Canterbury got hurt. Okay. Uh, Henry Godwin. He got hurt. And then... They turned Midian into. They turned Dennis Knight into Midian when he was, you know, with the Undertaker's group. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, I just watched recently on the network on the on Peacock. It's not the network anymore. Although it should be the fucking network. Um, the uh, the table for three with Undertaker. It was, but it was table for five. It yeah. Was Undertaker. It was. It was all his his buddies backstage. They 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 were known as the the. BSK, the Bone Street Crew. And it was him, Rikishi, Godfather, Henry Godman, and Phineas Godwin. And they're all talking about telling stories about times they traveled together. It's pretty cool. It's, I think it went like 40 minutes or so, 45 minutes. It's actually a pretty, pretty good uh, episode. Table for three on, on Peacock. The few, episodes I, uh, the few episodes I did watch of that was pretty good. I just watched the one recently with the Steiner brothers and um, Braun Breaker, the, the Rick Steiner's kid. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty fun. I don't. Know. I, I I know you, you're a fan of his Braun Breaker. I don't, I don't know. like the name, but the, the, I like. Here's the thing: we, they announced that he's a Steiner. And right, like, they just keep the Steiner name. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I know. I'm not a fan of it either. Like when they turned uh, Mr. Perfect's kid into Michael McGillicuddy. Yeah, exactly. And then they changed his name to Curtis Axel as like an homage to like. Kurt being his dad and Larry the Axe Henning his grandfather. Like, that oh, okay. was stupid, too. I didn't like that either. Like, his name is Joe Henning. Yeah. Why couldn't he be Joe Henning, you know? Which, by the way, recently he had a tryout as a as an agent for WWE to work behind the scenes. And could get to know Morgano. Uh, it was like a temporary thing, okay. I guess. From what I heard. So this is way unrelated... So I, I somehow I got I saw a, a Freddie Prince Jr. thing. That that that, that, that uh, whatever happened to Freddie Prince Jr. Well, he was a writer for WWE yeah. for a long time, and then he he left, and now apparently he wants to start he wants to start his own wrestling organization. Um, he has a podcast out, tells about his stories and time and creative, um, but more he he I read an interview with him recently. He wanted to center his new promotion around um, Karrion Cross, who's really? now back with WWE. Yeah. So, what's the federation called? He didn't have it. There was no. There was no name yet. Okay. They have like it's in early stages, early development. Interesting. And when Cross got the call from Triple H to return to WWE, Cross called him and said, "Listen, I got this opportunity." And he was like, "Take it. Yeah, go." He goes, "You know, you're going to do great there." And then the rumor. Recently, you, you you might get a kick out of this because this is one of your guys. Um, but the rumor recently was is that he was negotiating with Bray Wyatt. Why not? To be the face of his wrestling yeah. company. But that apparently Wyatt's asking price is a little too high. 
That's why he hasn't done any wrestling-related appearances since he got let go from WWE. I have you, Bray. But the big rumor is now is that he's returning to WWE, and he's a part of this whole um, and that white rabbit, the stuff, white right? rabbit stuff. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I'm, I'm still not holding my breath on that. So I mean, I get it. I hope so. I miss I get him. it. I miss him. I you know it. me. I'll get a text message from me and be like, "I'm back, boys. I'm committed." The Fiend. Oh, I can't wait. This Bro, is I was awesome. Watching, but the Fiend, I was watching like six hours of wrestling a week. I know. I'm just telling you right I'm now. Saying, if he comes when back, he comes back, I might be I'm going to get the text message. I know. Yeah. But I did the same thing with Kenny Omega and AEW. I'm going to be the AEW soldier. And yep. I'm like, within six months, I'm like, I'm done with the project. <laughs> as much as I love Kenny Omega, that, 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 that company's not catered for me. Nah, I get it. There's, I mean, there's parts of it I like, and there's parts of it I don't like. Yeah. Um, there's guys I like to watch, and there's guys I'll fast forward through. Uh, but there's that, I do that with WWE too. I don't watch all of it. I don't watch a full three hours of Raw. I'll fast forward through a, a oh, decent chunk. I don't of see stuff. how people can do it, man. It's such they a need short. to go back to two hours. Absolutely. And it's funny thing too. Like after Triple H took over creative, there was an old interview he did on Steve Austin's podcast where he had said that he goes, if there's one thing he could do. Was bring Raw back to two hours. He says because it's hard to write television for three hours, and it's it's proven. And History it's, has shown that not just with Raw, but remember yeah. when Nitro went to three hours? You? I actually thought that was the only time that actually kind of worked, where because you knew you were going to get a half hour starting off the show. You're going to get a half hour NWO promo, and then like then you but got still it's a waste yeah. of time. I remember I watched one Nitro. Where the first, it was three hours. The first hour, they had nothing in the ring. It was all video packages and backstage vignettes. Yeah. It was like watching like a preview, like a kickoff show or like a pregame show. That's a good point. There was nothing, nothing in the ring. They 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 cut the shot. They have the announcers out there. Welcome to Nitro. Blah blah blah. Yeah. We got this 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 and that going on. Now let's head to the back. Mean Gene's talking with Diamond Dallas Page. And can and you then imagine being that? The and then it was like that? a pre-tape. Oh. Yeah. Sitting in the crowd and you don't have one lick of in-ring action for an hour of a three-hour show? Like, the first hour at least? Like, that was mind-boggling to me. Mind-boggling. I'm with you. That was that was the first time, I think it was like early 98, maybe 99, where I saw that. And I was like, this is the first time where I was like, oh, WCW's really in trouble. If they're doing this, if they don't, if they have enough guys on their roster and they're doing this... Yeah, they can't. They, they can't fill an hour. And Nitro until not until the very very end. It was always three hours, wasn't it? No, it, was, it started out as two, then it became three. Okay. Oh, animal, animal's back. He was gonna get stretchered out of here, but it looks like he's back. Miraculous recovery. Here we go. Let's make the comeback here. This isn't the match when Henry broke his neck. No, right? that no, happened no. years before, right? Oh, here's the finish. Let's play the audio for the finish. Donald's gonna win, nice. And Animal pulled over. And again, the official is still down. There's no rep. This match should be over. Look at Cletus. And Cletus with a good luck push. Oh no! Oh no! Oh my gosh! Cletus with a good luck push. Just found Henry. Henry's out. And now Phineas has Animal up. He can't get him up. And the Wait, another referee. Oh, me. Oh, 
Boo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a fun road, though. Yeah. yeah. The birth of DX. Yeah. We saw a Tajiri sighting. That was amazing, that Tajiri sighting. That yeah. was awesome. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. LOD just win the titles. Um, Sable and the laser tag gimmick. Yeah. Kane. And for the record, Sabre's hot, but not as hot as Sonny. I'm sorry. No, Sonny's... Yeah. Sable's classier. Sonny's... Sonny's sluttier. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's, what I, that's what I took from it. So you see the Godwins, they've, they've had enough of Uncle Cletus. That good luck horseshoe was not good <laughs> luck because they are no longer the WWF Tag Team Champions. Uh, I'm so glad you told me that's Dirty White Boy. Like... Slot oh, that's a good finish. I like that finisher. I liked it, yeah. Oh, bloody oh. nose. Look at that. Oh, poor dirty white boy. And this is probably the last time we see him, right? I think so, yeah. I think this is how they wrote him off. He wasn't on there for very long. It was like a quick like month or so. Like so this, this is after uh, the plumber gimmick, right? Yes. I used to love that gimmick. You like Teal Hopper? I was hilarious, absolutely. Like, like, like they were just promos, just like on the floor plunging a toilet. It was hilarious. I like the I like the promo he did at SummerSlam that year. He was in the pool and he found the baby Ruth in the pool. All right, like take on like the, the 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 scene in what was that movie where they found the turd in the pool? Was that Caddyshack? I don't, the I don't, baby Ruth. I don't know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was Caddyshack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So anyhow. Um, that does it here for this watch along as we covered the birth of Degeneration. That was X. fun. I really enjoyed this. Uh, as we are on the road to the Montreal screw job. Uh, don't know what we have yeah. planned for the next our next recording, but um, I'm sure that uh, we'll be you know we got two this month, so maybe we'll get a third going. I don't know. We'll see. Go. We'll see how the schedule is. But uh, thank you all for tuning in, checking us out. Don't forget, uh, hit us up on Retromania on Podbean. You can find all these great shows, kicking out of two, marking up the days, cool truth of AC. So many other great nostalgic wrestling content at your fingertips by searching Retromania with a W on all podcast platforms available. Dennis, it's been oh, a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Coming back again? Absolutely. All right, there we go. And with that being said, time to put this show down for the three count, and we'll see you all next time.